hello, boys and girls, and welcome back to this another episode of the Listen Boys and Girls podcast. I am Donna Gales. I am your chief storyteller and teacher's aide in this classroom of life. For those who are just joining for the first time, welcome. And for those who are coming back, well, you know, have a seat and let's do this thing. What is this thing? Well, it's story time. It's a time of us connecting heart to heart, real conversations with real people about real purpose. And I am thankful for the opportunity to share my experiences. I was divinely inspired in June of 2020 when the Holy Spirit ministered to me about vision and victory and asked me to do this podcast. I didn't think that it was something I needed to do, but the Holy Spirit shared with me that this is my time to share with others the experiences that I've had so that they don't have to experience them. It's my time to share transparently about the journey that I am on so that another can be of service and benefit in ways that they don't have to pay for because I've already paid for it. Learn from the mistake and the experience and I'm sharing it so that someone else doesn't have to travel that very same path but can go in a different direction and have a better outcome. This was based on the premise that so many of us that are adults have some very fundamental lessons that we need to revisit simply because of trauma and our lives prior to this time, our time trying to survive didn't give us the opportunity to stop and smell the roses or to even gain some of those fundamental, basic things that we needed to become the best people we could be. So this podcast speaks to the little boy and the little girl that just needs to listen so that they can get more information to change the situation. But you know what month it is, right? Of course you do. If you've listened to me, if you know me personally, if you follow me on any platform, you know it is National Hospice and Palliative Care Month as well as National Family Caregiver Month. This is one of my favorite months because... Both of those things are close to my heart. You know, we as a family are caregivers for my mom. And I am a business professional in hospice service and have been for nearly 15 years. It has changed my life entirely. And so I'm very thankful for this work. And for this month, we will focus our conversations on Thursday. It will be Thankful Thursday focused on the heart of the caregiver and the heart of hospice. So many people misunderstand what hospice is and isn't. And so many people discount what they do on the caregiving journey. I want to talk about that this month because it's worthy of conversation. I have met so many people in my experience. And again, it's been nearly 15 years. So that's a lot of experiences, a lot of interactions, a lot of just awesome experiences. And there have also been some heartbreaking experiences. I will share this month a lot of those things, but I have tonight a special guest and we're recording Wednesday evening 
in preparation for Thankful Thursday. But I want to just share that God has a plan. I was intending to record this podcast episode much earlier and I didn't get an opportunity to. And I made a commitment to make a phone call. And very late in the evening, I got home and committed to the call. And as we were talking, the Holy Spirit said, this is your podcast right here, this conversation right here with this very good friend of yours talking about what you talk about naturally is the podcast. And maybe that's why I didn't get recorded earlier, because I needed to have the insight to have her featured as my first guest on this heart of the caregiver. So again, you know what month it is, you know what we're going to do. So just go ahead and enjoy the rest of the conversation. As most of you know, I have been in the arena of hospice care and end of life care quality end of life care for almost 15 years. And I have met so many amazing people on this journey, so much so that many of them have become family. And so I am so excited tonight to have one of my nieces in love join me because it's been a joy and just a pleasure to be connected to her and watch her work and watch God use her in so many different ways. And I'm just thankful to have her here. And I'm not going to steal her thunder because if you all think that I'm a big personality, if you all think that I know how to to, to enter a room and, and announce who I am, you ain't seen nothing yet. So I'm going to share with you all my niece and love. Girl, take it away. Tell the folks your name. All right. <laughs> oh, hey. Good afternoon. Well, well, look, good evening, rather, <laughs> to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Shante Gilchrist, and um, I am the owner of Julia's Heart at the Heart Programming. Um, I'm honored to be on here. I listen to uh, little boys and little girls often <laughs> and get <laughs> tips, and um, I'm just so thankful for you, Auntie D, you know, for for all that you're doing in the community and just as we were talking this just seeing you move so effortlessly you know with grace and you know through what God has anointed you to do so I'm 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 thankful for you and your just just your light um like I said we have met in this arena of caregiving and, and many people no, as I've said again and again, everywhere that I go, that this is National Hospice and Palliative Care Month as well as mm-hmm. National Family Caregiving Month. And so this work and this mission and all of the things that are related to providing care for another person are so important to me. And and, and uh, what what the listeners might not know is that in my work, in my in my profession of hospice care, I interact with so many different caregivers and so many Mm. people don't even recognize that they are caregivers, whether it's in a professional Mm. setting or if it's in a personal setting. And you and I, of course, we can't mention any patients names or anything like that, but we have been in situations where it was divinely orchestrated for us to be together to provide care in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so we developed Report and I'm I'm telling y'all my niece could sing. She was a program director and activities coordinator in one of my care communities, one of my favorite communities, as a matter of fact. 
And it was such a wonderful experience to watch her just naturally do what God had gifted her to do. She had this bubbly, charming personality that people just lit up around her. She would always make the place and all the spaces that she operated in so beautiful. Oftentimes, people feel that those that are dealing with illness or those who may be compromised in their uh, cognitive or their mobility, they 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 don't have the <laughs> the desire for the same things we have a desire for. And in this month, as I continue to highlight and celebrate those who contribute to the lives of others through the care mm-hmm. and the heart that they have, the heart that they give, I had to have her on. And I'm gonna just tell y'all the truth. I intended to record this this podcast earlier today because I was going to get off of work, do what I had to do, go see my mother, et cetera, et cetera. However, the day changed and I got off work a lot later than I anticipated. I had not recorded the podcast and I said I wanted every week to be highlighting this caregiver end of life experience that I know so well and most people don't know enough about. And so... The day was long, and I had promised Shantae that we were going to talk when I got home, which I thought was going to be hours mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, and I was driving, and the Holy Spirit reminded me, you know you got to call Shantae. I was like, Lord. <laughs> so I sent her my, my map to show her I'm still on the road. I'm on my way. I'll be situated soon. And, you know, she said, no problem. I'm up. We were just talking, and she mm-hmm. was sharing with me so many things about Things I didn't even know, residents, because she had a a rapport with the residents every day. I was there several times Mm -hmm. a week, but she was there every day, meeting with people every day, conversing with people every day, seeing impact to their life every day. And she shared with me some things I never even knew, which was a blessing to me, a tremendous blessing to me. And I said, this is is my podcast right here, because (laughs) she, I watched her give care and, and really just pour her heart out in service to other people. And that's really what caregiving is about, giving your whole yes. self to the care of yes. another person. So I'm going to just stop there and let you talk about your experience as a caregiver and how you became the owner <laughs> of Julia's Heart and talk more about that because, you know, there there's so much purpose when we open our hearts to do what God yes. is asking us to do. Yes, I, I I want to start here. Um, when I went to college, I always wanted to be a radio personality or TV host. I never had any kind of inkling that I was going to turn around and be working with seniors. Um, but God has a plan and mm-hmm. he always orchestrates it in the way he wants to orchestrate it. And when right. I was in school, I wanted to um, give back. And I had paired with a couple of my friends and it, it was this um, senior living community in Lynchburg, Virginia. We get there. It's like really run down. Um, and I was like, I don't know if God wants us here. But, you know, so we went in there. We did the adopt the grandparent. And while I was in there, the activity director at the time was going through um, a health issue. And she asked me to step in as the director. And I was like, uh-uh, I don't know if I want to do this. And I fell in love with it. And I remember calling home, telling my grandmother, I want to do programs. And she said, what do you mean? Do bingo all day? You know? <laughs> she was like, I don't, I don't see the future in this. You know? <laughs> okay. Grandma, I hope you see it now. You know, I'm just playing. I'm joking. But <laughs> she didn't see it. 
And, you know, I, I get it. You know, most of our seniors look at it as they want us to have stable income, stable jobs, you know, nursing, you know, different type of fields of that sort. And um, I continued doing programming. And then in 2015, I lost my daughter. And when I lost my daughter, I remember I was like, I'll never enter this hospital again. And God had laid it on my spirit one morning to get up and go and apply for a job there. And when I went to apply, they remembered me from losing my daughter. Mm. And they said to me, hey, there's a job opening for activities across the street. And I was like, oh, my God, back to activities. You know, so, <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, okay, I'll go over there. And when I went over there, uh, I asked for the, uh, for the application. And so happily, the director was sitting at the desk. And she said, we are hiring. I was like, well, who was the director? She said, you're looking at her. <laughs> and she interviewed me and hired me that day on the spot. Wow. That's how I knew it was God ordained for me to be here. And then I worked as her assistant. And then after I worked as her assistant, I, I went to the facility that I met uh, Donna at. And then um, from there, I started off as an assistant there. And then I went on to become a director. But uh, me becoming a director really fell underneath uh, Leah, um, who's an amazing social worker. Hey, Leah. And <laughs> hey, Leah. And she came to me and she said, you know, God has a plan for you. You need to go and do whatever you need to do to get your licenses and certifications so that you can become a director. I told her, I said, I don't have time. She said, we all make time for things we want to do. I'll never forget her telling me that. And every Saturday morning, I was driving to Baltimore uh, going to classes, going to trainings and getting my licenses and my certifications. And now here I am 10 plus years later. Um, and I started Julia's heart. Um, and we specialize in the development of senior living programs. Um, and I'm, and I'm proud of it. Um, but it's all, you know, due to God and the people that pour into you. And I want to shout out Donna real quick, you know, because she was one (laughs) of the people that I watched and who poured into me. And I feel like, you know, they say it takes a village for children, but it takes a village for everybody because, you know, I always listen to my pastor when he says that we are one body, you know, and I feel like the body helped to build me, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. watching the different women um, and men you know, operate out of purpose, help me um, to want to operate out of purpose too. And not just be a caregiver because, you know, I could keep a job or because, you know, um, there are always openings, but to not just be a caregiver, you know, of myself, but a caregiver of my spirit, of my heart. Um, I wanted to be able to reach people emotionally in the, deeper places that we have within. Um, I learned early on in senior living that all of us want to leave this earth feeling like we were here. You know, it's a song by Beyonce that says, I was here, you know, and that song is one of my favorite songs by her because I feel like it's a legacy song saying that you made a stamp here. And I remember the first book I had my residents read in our book club and it was a purpose driven life. Mm -hmm. And um, that book was a staple for us because I started to realize that a lot of them, even if their, you know, ages felt like their life hadn't any purpose. And I, Mm -hmm. I felt like God was using that to illustrate to me what a life looks like 
when it's lived out of his will and based on what we want to do instead of what he has ordained us to do. And so, uh, I, that's powerful. I, people don't, yeah, people don't like the word service and that's what a caregiver is because we, yeah, you know, I think that, um, we've looked at, you know, the word service as being beneath, right. but, um, but God serves us every day, you mm. know, and service is a great attribute to have a heart of service. Um, when I was growing up, um, my uh, parents used to do a lot of community work and they were at church all day long. And I did not like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? And I would say to myself, you know what, I'm, I'm only going to go to church once or twice a month. And um, I, I just can't do this. You know, so I, <laughs> I had planned it out. I'm going first Sunday for communion because I got to get the blood and probably fifth Sunday just to hear the good kids sing. You know what I'm saying? So when I was a kid, this is what I told myself. I was like, this is too much church. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was getting irritated about it. But then I watched my, you know, my parents operate out of service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're from the South. So a big thing of the South is service. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that Southern hospitality, you know, when you go to somebody's house, they may not have no money, but they always got food, you, you know, know it's true. you know, <laughs> they always offer you food, something to drinks, you know, you know, they always offer you something and that's an act of service. And I realized that, you know, I didn't realize it then, but I feel like God was preparing me then for, you know, a life of service. And I, I believe I, that. I believe that a hundred percent. And, you know, you never realize the parallels that God aligns you with because I'm I'm here chuckling to myself because my mom, when she, you know, had met and, and had a relationship with God that brought her into service and into church and into um, wanting to do what he said do, my mother became the Dorcas or community service leader. And, you know, I was young in church. My younger brother was young in church. And we will always go wherever she went. And every, you know, grew up Adventist. So every Sabbath, we were at the nursing homes, singing to people, reading scriptures, Mm -hmm. coming into the community room. For those who didn't have visitors, they would come down there. And, you know, for the holidays, we was there with our oranges and peppermints and socks and walnuts. (laughs) (laughs) But, But it was preparing me for the life that I live now because... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I did not plan to come to, to this work. And most people who ask me about it think that this is what I I wanted to do. This was not even on my radar. I don't even like hospitals. And I would be like, nah, I worked mm-hmm. in um, telecommunications <laughs> and in service of customer service and sales and, and management and retail for m- most of my life. I had no plans to to be in healthcare but God orchestrated this blessing for me and I used to be a youth minister and I used to tell my young people all the time which I still say God will orchestrate the universe to bless you he knows who you are before you do and he knows where you have to go in order to make that possible and so that is the truth and I know that to be 100% true because if I were to still be working for AT&T, which my plan was to retire from there because it was a job that I loved and it was a job I was good at. And so I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely retiring from here. But if I would have <laughs> remained in that place, when my mother got sick, I would have lost my mind. Right. My, 
God brought me to this work to prepare me for the journey that my family is on today. And I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that because I never, I could have never planned this. And so along this way, he has given me the opportunity to see so many things. And I've said a million times, this work will change you if you let it. Because yes. God allows you to have, it, it's like the, the greatest written book and how mm-hmm. really good writers will foreshadow so that you can see enough to want to mm-hmm. read the rest. Yes. And so he does that in our lives. And so, you know, this work, like I said, when our, our conversation started, has aligned me with so many beautiful people. And like you said, service is at the heart of caregiving because you are rendering yourself for mm-hmm. the ability to give to another, to give to another yeah. what they cannot do themselves. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be in a position to have to have to have someone care for them nobody wants to be in that position but so many people find themselves in it and it is a difficult place to be but it takes a heart that is conditioned with compassion to be able to Mm -hmm. do it and do it well and I'm thankful for having connected with you because I saw your heart in in efforts to provide great programming for the residents to make sure they felt alive to make sure that they knew they weren't forgotten to make sure that you knew every name and every family and you know this person's daughter and that person's son and this lady's granddaughter and her dog and this person's cat all of those things matter and you you emphasized to every person that you interacted with in your own signature way that they matter and that that is not something you can teach that's something that comes from your heart and i'm just so mm-hmm. thankful to have witnessed that on every occasion I ever encountered you. And I'm and thank you. You're welcome. I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely glad to be able to say that a lot of times we have interactions with people and people never know how, how you've impacted them or they've impacted you. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that we have to be more purposeful and intentional about is sharing with other people, our stories in, in our entirety to share with others, how, how much you've gleaned from them and how much they have shown their purpose without you even being on display. You know what I mean? A lot of people do things for show, but everything you were doing was not for show. It was because you cared. And that was the thing that showed up, that you cared. And it was evident. And I was so thankful to just see that all of the time. Like I said, it was it's still one of my favorite communities, but I love to come up on that floor and see you laughing and talking with the residents and them doing all kind of little shaking and dancing. And any, it was, it was always a joy to see them interacting with you. I, I think that um, the one thing that I, I noticed over my years of doing, you know, activities was, you know, they always talk about, you know, I used to be in the morning standup and they would always talk about, you know, marketing or, maintenance or this and this and that and activities was um talked about but not as much but what people don't understand and i i'm going to always root for activities is that we are the heartbeat of every community um marketing is fine and well uh dining is good too because you know we all like the good meal now oh we do um, <laughs> but <laughs> But activities is the heartbeat of every community because without programming, there is no heart. 
That's true. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I've seen residents go from, you know, having no ability or being labeled as no ability to thrive to coming out and participating in programming. And um, I've seen them go from nonverbal to speaking. I've seen what programming has the ability to do. And the one thing programming does, and I wish that, um, I'm hoping that more communities really buy into programming more because it keeps people alive. It does. It gives people hope. It gives people, you know, a reason to keep going. And more importantly, I always say it gives the triple P's. Now, I ain't talking about PPP loan. I'm talking about (laughs) purpose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the, look I ain't trying to get your podcast shut down you know I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, um, the three P's I like to highlight is the purpose passion and purpose I always use purpose twice because I feel like there's so much life that hasn't been lived and when I think about this month being for caregivers I always look at it as um a selfless job. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we spoke about Leah a little bit um, previously, and I noticed through all of the things that she was battling personally, Mm -hmm. that every day she came as selfless. She She truly left herself at the door, her issues at the door and pushed herself to be there for other people. And that's how, you know, you're working out of your true purpose because it's not about you. Um, and God would give you the grace and the strength to be able to work in that capacity. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, when, when I used to interview people for activities, I would not even really care about the credentials because my thing was I can train up anybody, you know, I feel like right. they're willing to work and they're willing to put in the work and train them up. But I was looking for heart. That's, you good. know, when I interview people, I wanted to feel heart. I wanted to feel you know, like there was a connection there that you connected. And the reason why I, I chose one of my activity assistants, big shout out to Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Jones, because he came in as a volunteer and he would sing. And um, I remember one day he came in and the residents were having behaviors after behaviors after behaviors on memory care. And I was just like, oh my God, what is happening? And he came in and started playing the guitar, just playing, not even singing. And he became, they became so in tune that it became so peaceful in the room. And I had asked him, I said, did you ever do activities before? He was like, no. I was like, listen, I really think you should look into it. He had the heart. Mm-hmm. It was like the door was opening and he truly had the heart. And he did. when he signed on, two weeks after signing on, his mom passed. Two more weeks later, his dad passed. Mm. And I was like, I don't think he's going to be able to maintain, you know, because that's a lot, you know, to come in here, losing your mother and your father within four weeks apart from one another. And he came to work and I said, why are you here? He said, because this is what God wants me to do. Wow. And at that moment, it touched me. And I realized that in order to be a great caregiver, there has to be some selflessness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There has to be an ability to not think about you, but more so think about the purpose that God ordained for you to do at the place he's placed you at. Um, I feel like that's one thing. Um, I know that 
we're trying to hire, hire, hire. But I think that that's one big key component is the selflessness because it requires of you to give of a place within yourself that's vulnerable. So true. So true. And, and I, you that's know, a hard place. Oh. No, no, go ahead. Oh, that's a hard place to, to, to be at, you know, vulnerability. I think that's one of the places that caregiving hasn't really tapped on and that's vulnerability. I did a training two weeks ago with, you know, some caregivers and um, I asked them what's, what's some of their fears. And they were like little stuff, like I'm scared of spiders, you know? So one of the girls was like, I'm scared of not fulfilling what I feel like I'm supposed to do here. Mm. I was like, elaborate what you mean. And she elaborated. And one girl was like, I understand what she's saying. I was like, so do you feel like you're, you're being a caregiver because you want to, or because there's a job opening? A lot of them were honest. A lot of them were like, it's a job opening. You know, I'm doing it. One girl was like, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a job opening, but I, I always think what if, what if one day that's me? So I try to put me aside to do, you know, the best for them. And that, and that, that struck me because I was like, that's selflessness. It's true. You know, you understand that that's a greater purpose. I feel like there has to be some vulnerability because programming is not effective without vulnerability, you know, um, you, or caregiving. Because you have to be able to give, like I said, of yourself in a, in a deeper capacity. And, and you have to be able to tap in within yourself. Like when I would come in, I was vulnerable. I was talking to them about my life. I, I, I became naked, you know, um, in a sense, like letting them into who I was. And I noticed by me dropping my walls, they dropped their walls too. That's what it takes. It was, it, that's, that's what, what it, it takes. takes. Yep. Nobody wants um, to hear what you've heard people want to know what right. you know and you only know yeah. it by what you've experienced and people can tell right. the difference and i i look at that from a place of a connection on any level because what comes from the heart absolutely touches the heart there is no there is no mm -hmm. other way you know we mm -hmm. we have so many defenses and we have so many um things that we we need to keep safe or so mm -hmm. we think but when right. we're vulnerable like you said when we're able to put those defenses down and not look for what's going to hurt me next but to look for what's going to help me next you if you're mm -hmm. open it's going to come and if if someone is willing to share from their heart it gives another person the hope that they can do the same. They might not. They might not have the same backgrounds. They might not have the same um, ideas. But if my heart touches your heart, it will help you be able to share your heart with someone else. It could be me. It right. could be someone else. But it's it's a touch that plants a seed. And just as the word of God says, one plants, one waters. God gives the increase. And what what struck me when you were talking about the triple P's and you use purpose twice. It's that's that's meaningful as well. Your purpose first, passion, right. and then their purpose. It intersects. Their, purpose, yeah. their 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 purpose and your purpose intersect in the passion that you give and caregiving. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and because so, they want to, uh -huh. go ahead. Because they want to most seniors they want to die knowing that they made an impact. You know, they mm -hmm. want to die complete. 
no one wants to feel thrown away. No, no one wants to feel that, you know, and I know you've probably seen a person expire, you know, and them go and and the room is filled with joy, you know, Mm -hmm. or it's peace in the room. And I feel like in those situations, those people have lived really good and they they really um lived in their purpose it was a resident years ago we used to talk about cooking and people like my macaroni and cheese but i'm gonna be honest she gave me the recipe recipe. one day i i brought i I came to work i had my lunch and she said let me take a little tip to see what's hitting on she ate it and she said oh girl you missing this this and this right so i made it i brought it back and she takes. She said, "All right, that's the money maker right there." I <laughs> and we laughed and joked. <laughs> and I said, "You cooked?" She said, "Yeah, I cooked." And I said, "What?" I remember we used to have um, morning. We used to do like a morning book club meet and greet, <clears throat> coffee club. And I would always ask her, "What was so instrumental about you cooking?" And she said, "Honestly, because when people bit into the food." They were happy. I brought happiness to people. They could have had a very bad day, but it's nothing like a good meal after a long, hard day. Absolutely. Like, you're right about that. You know, you're right. And she said it, it, it brings on food, brings on conversation. The flavor brings on memories. You know, you start to remember when your mama was in the kitchen shaking the peas. You know, mm-hmm. you start to remember that it's going to be all right. You start to hear it. You know, it's going to be all right. And whatever you're facing, you know that it's just another day you got to face. She said, food is therapeutic, you know. And and she said, I know I lived in my purpose because I fed so many people. And, and when they would see me, they would just hug me and thank me for that meal. Because sometimes they wouldn't even have money to feed themselves. And I realized that I was taking what Jesus did when he took the Two loaves of bread, and I was making, I was feeding the multitudes. And when she broke it down <clears throat> like that, I was like, wow, she operated in purpose. You know, and then I had another resident that was a beautician. And she was like, well, I just did hair. I was like, girl, you were a therapist. What you talking about? Okay. <laughs> you were a therapist. You, <clears throat> you were a therapist. You helped build esteem because when we go to the beauty salon, which God knows I need to see. Um, <laughs> We go in there looking one way. We come out with the hair blowing in the wind. You know what I'm saying? So we feeling good about ourselves. It helps us to feel better about ourselves. The way you look helps you when you look at yourself to be like, all right, now, girl. You know what I mean? So Right, right. And I told her, I said, you made an impact. And before she passed, she told me, she said, you know, when you told me I did purpose for work, I said, yeah. She said, it made me feel like my my living wasn't just living. I actually did something good. And that was the biggest reward for me with caregiving. And actually, Donna, you taught me the ability to be able to let go in caregiving mm-hmm. too. Um, and to allow God to be God and that we're not God, you know, um, and that once we do what we need to do, you know, all the rest goes back to him because they can't, we come from him. So we always go back to him. And I remember you sharing that with me. And I remember you going to the rooms of different patients, talking to their families. And I was like, wow, 
she's moving in such a grace. And I asked my pastor about that because I was like, you know, I don't know how she could do it. And my pastor was like, well, when God has a, anointed you, you know, for, for a journey and a path, he will give you the strength, the ability, and the grace to carry the load. And it won't feel like a load because you're operating through him, through his spirit. And that's what I really saw with you. Um, were you operating out of purpose? And that's why it's two Ps, because I realized as much as the residents poured into me as a caregiver, uh, I poured into them as them getting to the mark of purpose and them being able to feel completed. You know, that's, that's a blessing. That's yeah. a blessing. And I'm thankful for that. I, you know, before we conclude, I have to ask you to explain the significance of the name of your your organization what 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 that actually means what what julia's heart means and what it means to you and what it should mean to the community and how people can get in touch with you okay um julia's heart comes from you know i wasn't raised by my biological mom my adoptive mother's name was katie julia gilchrist Mm -hmm. and um i took the name julia's heart because i felt like julia's heart is what birthed me Mm. And I wanted to pay homage to the woman that loved me unconditionally. Um, and I always told her before she passed, I was going to make her proud. Wow. You know? mm-hmm. and, and I named Julia's heart because I felt like it was her heart that has created me to be the woman I am today. Um, that's beautiful. So that's why I named it Julia's heart. Um, Julia's heart, we specialize, like I said, in senior living programming. We offer th- um, three different programs. Um, the first program is the heart strings. Um, and that's like eight elements that we deal with. And that's cognitive, well-being, uh, mental health, um, because a lot of um, facilities don't focus on mental health. But um, our seniors battle that as well. Um, and um, just the basic day to day, we offer a calendar. The second program is at the heart. That program is solely about the emotional needs of seniors Mm -hmm. I think so many times we do not focus on that component Uh, we focus on them getting up and being active but you know uh, we can't reform any resident until we reform emotionally what's bothering them in their mind Mm -hmm. Um, so that program really deals with the heart of of the issues and we have groups um, because I I did a a research um, about a year ago and I had residents in a room with a, with a brain. And I asked them to put in, in the brain, what are the thoughts that go through their mind? And over 80% said hopelessness, mm. um, depression, brokenness. And that let me know that we um, as programmers are doing the basics of programming, but to really be effective, we have to deal with the heart. The heart mm-hmm. is what controls mm-hmm. everything. <clears throat> um, and the last program that we offer is the golden era and mm-hmm. that's our dementia program. Okay. The reason why I named it the golden era is because I feel like, um, all times of dementia patients are like the f- forgotten city. Mm. The reason why I say that is because working as a memory care director, they were many times overlooked. Um, they were many times not considered and the golden era is to highlight the beautiful abilities that they still have. They still have. They um, absolutely still have. And mm-hmm. 
the programs that are created are um, we've been working with several home health care agencies in the district in Virginia and Maryland. Um, and we want to, we create programming, we have Zoom, uh, Teams, and we even do in-person programming during the week uh, where residents can log in at the comfort of their own home and still get the same level of cognitive, well-being, emotional, and spirituality that they would get if they were residing in an assisted living or uh, a nursing home. Um, we offer it. We offer six to eight programs a day. Uh, we offer meal prep, healthy meal options. We have a chef, uh, Carlos Paulson, um, who comes on board twice a week to go over healthy meal preps and do some fun things. Um, we also have Dana Torrance, who is a brain fitness guru, as I like to call him, um, who does all of our cognitive fitness um, and our brain fitness programming. Um, I have over 10 different vendors um, that provide cheer dance, Zumba, yoga, meditation. And I also work with Rain Young, uh, who um, is really amazing at art. And she's a part of our artista program. Um, and so what we're doing is we're trying to allow uh, residents to age appropriately and gracefully in their homes through having programming in their homes. The staff are trained on programming, on the calendars, they're provided with resources and one-on-one -on -one, uh, training with myself or my colleague, uh, Lorena Cohen. And um, it's great. I, I've, I've, um, if people want to reach us, they can follow us at Julia's Heart Program on IG, or they can reach me um, directly. Um, do I give out my number? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. At 240-838-6507. Um, we would love to work with any facility, any group home, um, any um, home health care agency. Our goal ultimately is to make an impact and to make a change and to be able to create programming that's actually effective, that works, and that is beneficial and that they can see the three Ps, the two purpose and they can see the passion back in their loved one's eyes. And how, how, um, how are the programs paid for? How can people um, make this a reality for their loved one wherever they are? Okay, well, typically we have packages. We offer three different packages. Uh, package okay. is, is the um, traditional package, like the Ultima package. What that comes with is um, a 30-day calendar, um, um, we have an app that will be loading next week. I think it's coming aboard on the 8th. Um, it will be on okay. Android or Apple uh, Pay. And you'll be able to click on the app to get this story time with me, the happy hours. Every day is something. It's jam-packed from 10 a.m. all the way till sometimes 6 p.m. Where you just, with a click of a button, you can come on board. We have a community bingo every Tuesday at 1 p.m., that's done by um, our uh, social and content director and marketing director, um, Anthony, who comes on board and does bingo. Uh, we offer a lot, and it's for a minimum package deal of $59.99. All right. You can get this. Um, we do annual subscriptions, monthly subscriptions, and we offer a five-day free trial basis where you can come on for five days, 
see what we do, see if you like it. Um, Every Tuesday, we give out free senior community meals. Um, If people want to sign up, let us know their loved ones dietary needs. We come, we deliver them a great lunch. Um, And it's usually themed. Um, and usually one of our delivery drivers is dressed up as something. It's always something. Okay. So, <laughs> it's That's, always something. I love it. I love it. So I don't know if we're coming as a turkey wing or what, but it's always something. <laughs> and we come and we deliver the food um, because one of the key components with senior health care and Alzheimer's and dementia is nutrition. Absolutely. So we're really big on that. And if you want to take on the package of the golden era, that's $69.99. And the reason why that's $10 more is because that's solely dealing with residents who have cognitive disabilities or behaviors. And what we do is we come and we do assessments on site uh, with the resident. Uh, we talk with the families. We develop a plan that's solely tailored for that individual and a calendar solely tailored from them that's different from the other calendars. Um, and they have one-on-one. We also offer a family support group once a month and once a month, a, a big community event, um, for the, for all the partners to come together and meet everybody. You know, you never know. You might find love at these events. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? What they say, love on a two-way street, you know, <laughs> I don't know on a lonely highway. Listen, you know? <laughs> listen. But, um, ultimately, you know, we just want to be impactful and, to be able to provide residents and, and, and our seniors who are gems and our jewels with programming that's, that's, that works. You know, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm, like I said to you before, and I continue to say, and I will encourage you, I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful that you have vision beyond just seeing um, the, the picture right in front of you. You know, seniors are a treasure. They're so mm-hmm so much richness in dealing with how you handle the care of another person, especially a senior, because they have had so many experiences that you tap into almost like a library of of richness and, and knowledge and wealth if we just give them the opportunity to shine the way that they would like to. You know, and like you said, programming being the heart and the key is mm-hmm. tapping into who they are. And it's customized. Mm-hmm. When you customize your care, then you get a return on that investment that you wouldn't believe. Because if you're offering me something I don't like, I've never liked, I won't like, then you're not going to get a response from me. But if you know who I am and you know I used to tap dance and you know mm-hmm. I love, you know, big band, you play a big band song and, you know, ask me to, to show you some moves, I'm going to come alive. And I've mm-hmm. seen it happen um, uh, again and again and again. <laughs> when you align yourself with who that person is, right. not their disease process, not what they might be focused on negatively, but who they are and right. all of those things that made them who they are and, and focus on those things, you would see an outcome you wouldn't believe. Yeah, you're right. And, and I, lo- I love that you have honed in on that and that you've taken the giftedness that I've witnessed for myself and made that available to people on a customizable basis because that is a game changer it's a life changer and as we conclude if you just could tell the whole world one thing what what would you want to leave as a message Mm. 
one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, let's get back to the heart. Mm. Let's get back to the heart. Um, let's get back to the place of love. My goodness, that answers a lot of questions. That answers a lot of problems. That answers a lot of need. If we just get back to the heart of the matter, if we just come from the heart so that we can touch the heart and heal the heart, we will be in a better place. Yes. Well, baby, I want you to know I appreciate you so much. I I love you too. I appreciate you too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be praying with and for you and and watching your success and, and smiling the whole time. This is your time to shine and God has blessed you. And I'm just, I'm glad to be in the front seat in the audience. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you've done throughout the years and how you've always had this open door policy and how you've always been so down to earth and humble and willing to, you know, um, look, not look down on people, but look down and help bring them up. I may God continue to bless you and your journey. And, um, I'm, I just thank God for you. And I, I, I just, that. you know, I just see, you know, you walking in your purpose and that, that, that's so big. It shines a light on us and helps so many people to live and to walk in their purpose. So thank you for being you. Well, I appreciate that. I receive it. And as I say all of the time, if you listen, boys and girls, it might just change the world. It's changing mine. And I'm thankful for that until the next time. Remember to shine. I'm I'm looking, I'm watching, and I see you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.